article. I've already opened it up. And it, it deals with the availability of treatment and scope of services covered. Here's where it gets tricky. The federal prison health care is implemented through a mix of Bureau of Prison employees and public health care service officers. Primary responsibilities fall on primary care provider team, which provides medical care to inmate patients under a medical or clinical director's supervision. This is the BOP's equivalent of a staff medical practice. Working under staff physicians, psychiatrists at selected facilities, mid-level practitioners, including registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, licensed vocational nurses, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants, and certified nursing assistants. These staffers are in turn supported by general laboratory technicians, like x-ray technicians, phlebotomists, as well as not yet licensed foreign medical school graduates. EMTs are also here acting as mid-level practitioners. Additionally, all facilities have a dentist and may have contract with orthopedics, neurologists, optometrists, and other specialists from local communities who come to the prison for on-site medical visits. Mid-level practitioners are the inmates are the inmate patient's primary point of contact. They serve as the primary care providers for routine requests, new patient evaluations, ongoing management of recurring conditions, and emergencies. The BOP sorts medical treatments into five categories, which can be objectively be called life-threatening, medically necessary, medically necessary but not urgent, medically appropriate but not necessary, and extraordinary. So here we go, and this gets into the detail. Treatment. Life-threatening. Treatment for life-threatening conditions is essential to sustain life or function of, critically, of critical bodily system and requires immediately attention. The BOP refers to these conditions as medically necessary, acute, or emergent, and includes the following conditions in this category. Heart attacks, severe trauma, such as the head injury, hemorrhage, stroke, detached retina, sudden loss of vision, complications of pregnancy and labor. So I'm going to interrupt here for a second. We've all, I don't know if everyone, but it's been in the news multiple times over the last number of years that where the BOP has been identified, not at all locations, but at some, where some patients have, or some inmate patients have just been left, I don't want to say unattended, but where care could have been provided, it, it wasn't expedited quick enough or potentially compassionate release wasn't expedited or wasn't chosen or was denied. And so, unfortunately, in the federal system, 
your administrative remedy process relies on the inmate patient or the on the individual to start the administrative process. But this process can take months, six months, and the but the inmate patient just may not have the physical strength to go through the process or may not have the time to last through the process. And so this is where having a, a point of contact or a person on the outside to begin to advocate where you cannot advocate for yourself. And so these are points that I try and adapt or I try and make on other YouTubes and through the website. But it's at, at this point, the Bureau of Prison relies solely on the individual to use the administrative remedy process. But unfortunately, in medical conditions, you're really not health-wise able to self-advocate for yourself. It's just not physically, you're not able to do this. But continuing, as I digress, medically necessary. The BOV defines this category to include conditions that are not immediately life-threatening, but with which out without treatment now the inmate could not be could not be maintained without significant risk of serious deterioration leading to premature death, significant reduction in the possibility of repair later without present treatment. Ugh, my words. Significant pain or discomfort that impairs the inmate's participation in activities of daily living. Going up the other side. Examples of conditions that the BOP considers here are chronic conditions such as high blood pressure, cholesterol, heart disease, diabetes, severe mental health issues, bipolar, schizophrenia, infectious disorders, HIV, tuberculosis, and cancer. I don't see anywhere here where it's degenerative joint disease, hip, knee. Maybe we'll hit that here in medically necessary, not urgent. The BOP actually defines this category as medically acceptable, not always necessary. This group includes conditions for which Treatment may improve the inmate's quality of life. Example of treatments for this conditions in this category as listed in the BOP policy for patient care include joint replacements, <coughs> reconstruction of the anterior cruciate ligament of the knee, and treatment of non-cancerous skin lesions. Final say over all utilization review committee decisions. If approved, the inmate patient will be placed on a schedule or waitlisted wait until the specialist has an opening during the contract hours, which may be several months or years later. Notably, the clinical director is under no obligation to follow the medical recommendations made by the outside physician's consultant specialist. 
If the recommendations are not followed, the clinical director will document his or her justification in the inmate's health care record. Justification may be based on the category of care saw. Something to think about before you go in and have your physicians, if in fact this is applies to you, address before the pre-sentence interview. Number four, medically appropriate. Some treatments, even though recommended by a healthcare provider and deemed appropriate by the clinical director, still require approval by the Utilization and Review Committee, which is not likely to be granted. These treatments are considered by the Federal Bureau of Prisons to have limited medical value and include cosmetic procedures and removal of non-cancerous lesions. Continuing extraordinary treatment, the Bureau of Prison considers medical treatment extraordinary if it affects the life of another individual, such as organ transplantation. Thus, organ transplants and experimental investigative treatments require approval of the Utilization Review Committee, which is not likely to be granted. 